Good morning, future Alex. It is day 35 today, April the 12th. And today I'm going to talk about why Microsoft's naming strategy is probably some of the worst in the industry. Now, Microsoft's a big company and they have acquired a lot of other companies and technologies and added those to a large portfolio of products. Now, I understand having many different products doing similar things is confusing. But the solution they chose, which was to give all things that do the same thing the same name, albeit sometimes with a for business suffix, that's not the right solution. I can't really say that I have any insight into what the naming strategy is within Microsoft, but what they're doing publicly is causing major confusion. And that's coming from someone who understands what's behind these names, but still has a hard time explaining it to anyone who's not technical. Let me give you an example, which is the Skype fiasco. Now, at the time when Skype was purchased by Microsoft, they already had a video conferencing product called Link, uh, which previously had been called Office Communicator. And after the purchase, they started integrating some aspects of those two products, but they've largely remained separate products up until today, with Teams, I think, possibly being the third technology in that portfolio. But anyway, even with just Skype and Skype for Business, those are two different technologies with two different feature sets. So when I was trying to unify the IT approach for my first company, I made an attempt at getting everyone over to using Skype for Business, right? This has single sign-on, centralized admin, and invoicing. It made my, my life easier. But once we started using this, we noticed that, well, calls to external Skype members didn't always work in one direction or the other. And you couldn't call phone numbers, right? Skype calls it Skype out, but that feature wasn't available on Skype for business. Try explaining that to someone who's been using Skype for years. Now, even when they added that later, you still couldn't set your own phone number as the outgoing phone number, which for a sales team was quite vital. They wanted, if the call was missed, for example, for people to call them back using their business phone number. Mind you, Skype, well, Skype personal or Skype not for business. See what I'm getting here? It's just hard to just call it Skype because the other thing is also Skype, just it's Skype for business. And this one is not Skype personal, but just Skype. Anyway, let's call it Skype personal. That actually lacked centralized billing. And up until today, you cannot get a proper VAT invoice for Austria. Now, Austria is not a special country or something. It's just one of the countries that are not supported. And before I started this, I had to double check. And yes, that is still the official answer. It's unbelievable for a product or company of Microsoft's size that they can't produce a VAT invoice, which any business needs. So next came the OneDrive debacle. Now, once again, there was OneDrive for personal use, which was just branded as OneDrive. And then there was OneDrive for business, which used to be called SkyDrive, but really it's SharePoint workspaces, which came out of an acquisition of Microsoft Groove. And it's almost the same story as with Skype. Very different feature sets that even I had trouble figuring out. Let me just give you one example. OneDrive Personal has 
automatic versioning so that in the event that you, for example, get a malware attack and all your files are encrypted, you can simply go into the OneDrive panel and say, restore everything from about two days ago. And perfect. It's, it's, it's a really great feature, except that it's not available on OneDrive for business because it's a completely different technology. Unfortunately, it, it took a malware attack and then many calls with Microsoft support for me to find out that the OneDrive article that Microsoft publishes on this topic just isn't exact enough. It talks about OneDrive, but it doesn't say that it's not available in OneDrive for business. And they had a big marketing campaign around this feature. So everyone thought it was in both products and it wasn't the case. Thank heavens there were additional backup measures in place and we got it all sorted out. But it's, it's super confusing. And what's even worse here is that the OneDrive client, so the app that you install on your, uh, on your computer, has been expanded to support both technologies. So from a user-facing side, they, they can't even see the difference. So try explaining to a user why things that they're used to in their personal OneDrive aren't available in the paid and supposedly business version of the product. What's even worse is that years earlier, the synchronizing technology, so the part that actually takes your files and uploads them and makes sure that every computer has the same files, that part in the business product, because it was SharePoint in the background, was horribly unreliable, which everyone who'd been using SharePoint workspaces knew. That's why they never took off. But that, of course, was conveniently hidden then, thanks to the rebranding. Now, I have to say that, thankfully, at least that part of the technology is now solved. OneDrive for business, the synchronization can be relied on now, and I use it, and I've used it for my previous company as well. But uh, I'm not sure I can say that about the other features of OneDrive. Last but not least, the one naming issue that I'm currently spending most time with is Office 365. About once or maybe twice a week, I get an email from a customer saying, hey, your product is telling me my account isn't supported. But when I check the documentation, it says I only need an Office 365 subscription. And then I have to answer them and say, yes, uh, but you have an Office 365 home or personal or family subscription, but not the Office 365 business that you need. But I can't specify that in the Microsoft Store, for example. And even if I could, consumers are not really used to going into detail. They just look at the documentation, they see the word Office 365, and then they, in their brains, they make the connection. And yes, I have Office 365. Great, I can use this. And no, I'm not blaming my customers. It's not their fault. It's very hard to have the same name describing multiple different products. Just have a look at the official Wikipedia page and you tell me, how long does it take you with that page to find out what the differences are between the editions? Of course, now they've just announced that Office 365 will be renamed to Microsoft 365 because they're adding more products that go outside of Office. Will that help? I don't really think so. Anyway, that's all for today. Please share the episode if you're similarly frustrated or subscribe for some failure stories and other rants.
just like this one. Go to futurealex.com for a full transcript and any links that I've talked about in this episode. I will talk to you tomorrow.